0: this week's show and we have a very special guest for you. Stunt challenge was a huge part of my growing up and my love of the stunt industry. I'd never have met performers like Roy Alon, Rocky Taylor and Greg Powell if it hadn't been for this regular look behind the scenes into the all-action world of the stunt professional between 1982 and 1986. Actor Lewis Collins presented the first show back in 1982, alongside our guest this week, who was brought in to report back from the jousting setup in Black Park. The success of the show meant it went on to make three more, and Derek Thompson was now a household name to a whole new generation. That's the way they used to be—the stunt men and women of
1: old, risking life and limb for as little as ten pounds ago. For performing those same stunts today, their successors can earn over a hundred times that amount. Safety precautions are greater and preparations more meticulous. But the people haven't really changed. In fact, stuntmen and women of any age, I think you'll agree, are a breed apart. Well, tonight uh, we bring together six of the best in Britain at the moment. Five men and one woman they will be performing some amazing stunts. Some from way up here some from a bit closer to sea level. And during the show, we'll be finding out how they do their stunts, and also why.
0: Derek Thompson is a racing journalist and pundit, He was part of ITV Racing when it was part of World of Sport, and then moved to Channel 4 Racing, and was one of the anchor presenters from 1985 to 2012, when he left due to a diagnosis for bowel cancer, which luckily... He successfully beat and returned to the BBC as a Radio 5 Live sports correspondent in 2013. An important part of the racing fraternity, he was contacted in 1982 when Derby-winning racehorse Shergar was kidnapped by the IRA. Alongside Lord Oaksey, they were sent to Belfast to negotiate with the terrorists for the life of the racehorse. Derek takes up the
1: story. Derek Thompson of ITV Sport got the call. Derek Thompson, you wanted by the, the kidnappers of Sherga. What? thought it was on your bike, you know, trying to pass it. Two minutes later, he said, no, no, I'm being for real here. Uh, I'm from the Press Association in Fleet Street. You are, you've been asked alongside Peter Kempling of The Sun, Lord Oaksey of the ITV 7 World of Sport, my colleague, uh, to fly over and negotiate the release of Sjögaard.
0: Within hours of being woken, Thompson was on a
1: plane heading for Northern Ireland. The three racing pundits landed in Belfast, ready to save Shergar. We had to go. Of course, you know, if somebody's crying out for help, you, you obviously help them. You, you just have to go. I remember this is a horse that I'd not been brought up with, but I'd seen close at hand. To me, he was a hero. It's like a footballing hero you grew up with, a, you know, sports hero, someone you really look up to. Me, he was something very special. He was the best racehorse in the world. Now, one of the amazing appeals of Derek is his
0: versatility. Doesn't matter what it is, he throws himself into it, a hundred percent. He was asked to do a promo for a local Doncaster hotel called the Crown in Bawtry, and he said, "This are you well? I thought you were." Radio One DJ Greg James got hold of this and used it in a number one single. Seriously, is there nothing Derek can't do? Let's find out how this remarkable man got involved in Stunt
1: Challenge. It's a very interesting question. Basically, what it was, I had—I uh, well, was BBC Radio Sport, and there were people like Desmond Liner, mm-hmm. Jim Rosenthal, Chris Martin Jenkins, right. all those sort of people you know the famous names of the 70s 80s you know the living legends they're they're all incredible and i was lucky enough to work with them and then the a job came up on world of sport presenting itb racing Mm -hmm. and um my best mate bob champion the man who won the grand national in 81 he told me about it he said did you know there's a job going on itb racing?" i said didn't he said apply so i applied and i got the job incredibly so i left bbc radio sport Went into into ITV, joined World of Sport. Uh, do you remember Dickie Davis? I do indeed, all yes. this, You know, yes. uh, the man with the, the white the business hair. <laughs> the Silver Fox. What a great pro he was. So I used to do the ITV 7, which means we did seven races, horse races on ITV every every Saturday. Uh, you know, then the wrestling would come on. Do you remember uh, wow. Kent Walton saying, hi, Grapple fans, how are you doing? Yes. So we were on between, say, one and three so we did two meetings every Saturday, four races from one, three races from another. And it was an ITV7. And there used to be um, a 10p uh, pick all seven winners. And if you got all seven, you won thousands of pounds and all that. It, it was great. Absolutely yeah. good fun. Anyway, also at, the, at that time, um, they invited me to present a program on Thames TV. Do you remember Thames TV? Yeah, and uh, it was called Thames Sport. Every Thursday night it went out. So every Thursday night in London uh 6 30 to 7 i presented thames sport which is you know all the sports news around london uh-huh. and while i was doing that the actual uh office where i worked in thames studio next door was uh, this is your life they used to do this is your life there right. and also one of the directors came up with an idea and he said why don't we do a stunt challenge I said, what a stunt challenge, you know, get all the, it's all right. These film stars making millions and all that, but the guys who do the real work are the stunt artists, right. you know, the guys who risk their lives every day, the men and women, uh, to make, you know, these superstars. So I said, what a good idea. And so he's the guy who said, let's do a stunt challenge. And I'd like you to be the co-presenter. And that's how it started. And when I turned up, Lewis Collins was my co-presenter. Yes. Do you remember the professionals? Oh yes, Yeah, absolutely. So, him and I turned up and, and we did it. And it, that's, that's where it started from. Cause that was down at the first one was at Pinewood
0: studios. Wasn't it? Um, they, they did it as a sort of, um, now, well, I know Lewis was there now, yeah.
1: I, I, where, where were you? Were, were you, were you in, in, uh, in black park? Were you? Yeah, no, we, we, we sort of, uh, we shared a caravan together. You you know those sort of stars caravans where they the get Winnie changed. Bago, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Winnie Bago. one. I thought, whoa this is all right here, you know. And there was Lewis, you know, he's an established star. So it was it was good fun. Uh I presume I got it because of the horses, you know, yeah. my involved with horses and there was a, you know, they they was uh, the riding and all that. So it was a, it was a bit of everything. It was just it was just marvellous to be involved. And I, I, I'm a great film buff. I just love watching films, you know, with uh, popcorn dribbling. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, watching things like The Magnificent Seven, um, the Bob Champion story, Champions, mm. you know, that that came out in, I think it was 1982, 12 months after he won the national. And uh, things like the Zulu and all that sort of stuff. James Bond, obviously. And... Uh, and when when I came on the Setter Stunt challenge, I found out it was these guys who were doing the stunts That's for right. James Bond and, and everybody else. So, ah, oh, it was it was just incredible. And 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 what they did, they did stunts. And we had uh, a competition. You know, the best stunt wins it. Right. Well, it's difficult, you know. So you've really these guys had to risk their lives to try and win stump challenge. I can't remember what the first prize was, but it was great. So the first well, I think, we pro- well, I think the, the, the
0: prize had kind of stayed. I think it was a thousand pounds, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Wow, which was a lot, a lot of money. money,
0: a lot of money back still then. Is. And, John, and a, a, um, <laughs> uh, Rocky Taylor won that first show, of course, in eighty oh. two, and was given um, a, a rather splendid. Uh, uh, engraved bowl now i'm not quite sure whether there was a connection mm. with triton showers then i know there was further down the line they mm. were sponsoring the whole thing and uh when i i, I told you of course i, I helped write uh, rocky's book and i went to his house yeah uh one yeah. day and i thought what's that fruit bowl over there i recognized this fruit bowl and that was it that was his stunt challenge you all you got massive oh. fruit in it but uh which i thought was rather lovely but of course you were there from from the um uh, they had a jousting sequence, didn't they? And they we had, had what... a jousting.
1: But I tell you, I met, I met Rocky the night before. We were all staying at the Holiday Inn near right. Heathrow. Mm-hmm. And I'd gone at the bar or the, the restaurant, and we were just talking away. And, you know, I said, what's your name? He said, Rocky Taylor. I said, oh, what do you do? He said, I'm a stunt guy. Oh, I said, I'm presenting the stunt challenge. So that's how we met. Right. And, you know, became a good mate. And he loves his racing, loves his horses. He does love and, his racing. And, yeah. and that's, where, that's where it all started. I work with jockeys who are the bravest people in the world, riding horses at 45 miles an hour over Mm. fences that don't give. But these guys were were just amazing. And we had a girl came on, another girl, Dorothy Ford. Dorothy Ford, yeah. She was absolutely outstanding. And I remember she won it one year and she turned this car over. I said, what are you going to do? She says, oh, we're going to turn the car over. I said, what about twice or, you know, on the side? said, no, a bit more than that. And she drove it about 100 miles an hour. I was standing next to the cameraman. We had about five cameras, ready to go in for the interview with her, and she pressed the the roll, whatever. And she must have done about eight rolls, and it literally came to within a few yards of us, yeah. and was just going to come over the top and, and crush us because we're ready to run. And then it rolled; it, it, it sort of went back, and I thought, thank. For that. And so I I went in with the microphone and interviewed her literally as she was upside down, you know, and then she got out and took her helmet off. um, And she looked beautiful. She was Sophie Lorenz double. She, she was. She was. That's Incredible.
0: I seem to remember the footage. Uh, it's a, a pipe ramp she was using where, where traditionally is. you would put the wheels up. What you do is straddle this pipe. It's got a kicker on the end, which flicks the car over. And of course, right. you've gone in for the interview and she's just took her helmet off. And the first thing, I think yeah. the first thing you said, it's not very flattering catching me like this, you know. <laughs> exactly. um, but what, also, what I thought was interesting was you were mentioning there about uh, looking at it from the stunt performance point of view and how you realized mm. that they were taking risks now you'd spoken to greg there's an interview of you and greg together uh, on the 85 show and there was a clip i think from the movie sahara where he jumps a car on a horse uh, if you remember yes. and uh, yeah. and you said oh you know you're, you're jumping horsey. He so, said well I, I certainly wouldn't go around on the sort that you go around on referring to race horses and how <laughs> yeah. they so he was looking at it from a different point of view thinking i can i can you know i can take as many precautions as necessary here but
1: the race boys don't you know but, but that is a very good point because, you know, with a, with a car or a lorry, horsepower on four wheels, yep. you, you, you're in control, basically. Exactly. When you've got a horse on four legs, you're in control. So I remember you've got another, you've got a horse and say you're doing 45 miles an hour and you want to say, come on, we're going right-handed, we're going to jump that fence next. And uh, that horse says... Oh no, we ain't. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. There's not a lot you could do about it. But I, I was so so impressed with these guys and Stunt Challenge. I I loved doing it. And John, when you, you <laughs> rang and said, come on, let's do a piece about it, it just brought the memories flooding back. These, mm. these guys I have the highest respect for. Exactly. And and this is why the this
0: type of uh, um the type of program that I do and, and and to try and you know bring back to people and say, look, when you see all these trailers all the good movies and all the Mm. lousy movies, they have all the good bits in the trailer Mm. and all the good bits in the trailer, nine times that, and all the action sequences. Well, all of those action sequences are done by these
1: guys, you know? So that's the reason why we, we want to try and do it. They, they they are superb, and 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 so when you have the star of the show, you know, say like the, the whoever plays James Bond, mm-hmm. um, there's no way he can do these because just say he gets injured, just say he breaks a leg or whatever doing that's a it. pipe roll in a in his Aston Martin, then they've got to stop filming for six months, precisely. And of course, you can't do that. No, no, no. So that's it's all that's money. Why. You see, you can't afford to do it. exactly. That's why the stunt guys are. The most important part of, of any film. And you, like me, I love all action films. You know, I love to see, bwah, bwah, you know, and, and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, so they, they'd probably love to have doubled for the loves in the love scene, but of course they weren't, uh, they weren't <laughs> yes. to do that. Yeah. Well, I think it
0: was Roger Moore always used to say that he, uh, he did all his own doubling and he also did all his own lying. So uh, that was his, uh, he was quite happy to let Martin do all the tricky stuff and he would do all the stuff that he was quite capable of doing.
1: By the way, he turned up on Derby Day, I think it was 195, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. What a what a lovely, lovely man. He had his morning suit on, very smart. And I did an interview with him. And it was, it was lovely. I'll never forget it. You're one of the world's greatest stars. And he was so normal. And that's what I like about these guys, the stunt guys. They're, they're just people, they're real people. Yeah. But they they work so hard at it. That, you know, all they get is a tiny name that rolls up on the film. And by the time you've seen the name, it's already gone. Whereas the big stars are, you know, living in the Hollywood house and all that. These are the guys who do all the work. and, And what a profession. Well, also, interestingly,
0: from that point of view, is that, of course, back in those days, back in the 70s and the 80s, there weren't that many. You know, so those credits that you looked at, well, there was only maybe 10 or 15 or maybe 20 at a push who were doing all of the action. Nowadays, what with motion capture and various other bits and pieces, you've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names that go by on the stunt thing as well. Which is is impressive from that point of view. But then you look at the stuff that went back and went,
1: what, they did all of that action? Then there was nine of them? You know, that's crazy. It was just amazing. And also what I liked, it took a bit of time to set up. So you had to be patient. Yeah. You, you know, you couldn't just say, right, I'll be ready in half an hour. Right. Um, I remember we're down in the docks in the east end of, of London. And um, that's where Greg turned the uh, the, uh, the, lorry, the lorry over. It was sort of in the an old warehouse area. So there was a lot of room there. And, you know, he had to, you know, he, he really had to do the job properly. Because like, obviously you, you only get one chance at it. And if, yeah. if it goes wrong, like, you know, it goes wrong. So it's got to be spot on. But these guys... Just did it like, say, you know, the banker goes into his office in the morning, he goes to the bank. It, they were like that. They, it was their office. It yep. was that, what they did. And they didn't worry about it. Obviously, they wore protective clothing, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And if it's dangerous, you've got to have the helmet on, obviously. Yes. But, um, I, 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 I you know, I know it was a long time ago, but I'll never, ever forget these guys. Marvellous. Uh Derek, I, I can't thank you enough. I really can't thank you enough. It's oh, been an absolute it's a joy. It's
0: been an absolute joy speaking to you, uh, not only about uh, Stunt Challenge, but also reminiscing about some of those great race meetings as well. Uh, so I'm very grateful to you. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, I,
1: I look forward to speaking to you again in some other capacity, perhaps. Give us a call anytime. And well done on talking about things that happened in the past. I know we say the good old days. You know, the, the old timers used to say that when we were young. And now we're doing it a little bit. But it's great. People talking about those names, the stunt guys, the stories. I will never, ever forget them. So thank you for bringing back great memories. A great pleasure. Thank you. That's it
0: for this week. Don't forget to check out the YouTube show on Friday and remember to check the social media platforms. All the details are in the notes below. Until next time, bye for now.